Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics as we embark uh, on our uh, celebrate our ninth year on the air. Welcome. <coughs> um, yeah, that's right. Um, Can't believe it. Uh, oh it's, my it's, God. it's amazing uh, what Valley Free Radio will put up with, what, isn't it? <laughs> we have gone nine, three administrations. Mm. I was just going to say, what a nine years we've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy So, um, I, yeah, so go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say the Trump years were the hardest. <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's hope they never return. Thank yeah. your yeah. lips to, to the deity's ear. <laughs> yeah, I was literally about to say that. Yep. So, um, yeah, so this is Civil Politics, and we are here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And it is also our fall fun drive this week. So uh, please support this radio station, which helps... Uh, which hosts our our little show here, uh, has for nine years. Um, and in, in honor of my uh, late brother and parents, uh, I'm personally uh, underwriting this uh, fun drive for the whole station. So uh, if you make a, make a donation to the station, I will give $10 for each unique human donor who gives at least a dollar uh, to the station. And you can do that at valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Use PayPal. It's fast. It's secure. Uh, and it's tax deductible because we're a 501c3. So valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. And in addition to the $10 that I'll kick in just because you're a person who supported the station, and that's, you know, as I said, for each person, I'm also doing a dollar-for-dollar dollar match. Um... So far, I, we haven't gone above five or six grand at one of these, so I haven't had to put a cap on it. But, you know, so about five grand. So, you know, I don't think I think we're about halfway to that. I think we're at about twenty five hundred for the week so far uh, as of when I last checked my email. So there's still plenty of room. Please do make a contribution. Uh, it's totally tax deductible. It helps keep the station and all the great shows that we have. On the air, you know, like great music shows like Warm Heart of Africa, for example, by our uh, friend and co-creator, Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Um, and uh, I'm totally drawing a blank on every other show we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hmm. uh, <clears throat> Valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. <laughs> That's the important thing. on the air? Um, who follows yeah. us on the air? Oh, Wendy, uh, Wendy with Subculture, yep. then Table of Contents, yep. and then OK yep. Asia. Uh, yep. You know, Poison um, Ivy of the Mind. Poison Ivy, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, Saturday um, morning are all the kids' shows. I mean, it's uh -huh. amazing yeah. the stuff that's on Valley Free Radio. It's really, and it's really something. We are only a couple, uh, like one of the few stations in the area that carries um, our new show. Uh, that's that goes on at five five p.m. Um, you mean Democracy Now with Amy yes. Goodman? 
Right. Yes. <laughs> oh uh, man, and, you and are tired. You're like, wait till I get like all agitated. That that's when I'll be able to speak clearly. But um, yeah, we are one of the few stations that carry that in the valley, and your donations help us put that out. You know, uh, it's a very it's a good news program. It is uh, widely beloved, but um, rarely heard. So especially on broadcast. So it's good that we can do that for the, the citizens of the Heiner Valley. Um, the, yep. <laughs> so how, the, um, how, the commune. You know, yeah. uh, so the <coughs> curtain as it were. So, so yes. Yeah, so, uh, help us fellow travelers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. As I throw some of my ill-gotten capitalist gains uh, into supporting the station. Um, so yeah, like I said, a $10 per person uh, donation to the station and a dollar matching going on from me as well. Uh, go to valleyfreeradio.org slash donate uh, and make a tax-deductible pledge to this 501c3 plucky nonprofit community radio station. We're all volunteers. We you know, have low overhead because we're just paying to keep the lights on and buy new equipment and stuff for the station. So um, your donation has a real effect on how well we do anyways. And like I said, this fund drive, there's a matching grant to uh, to double its effect. It's double its power. So please do that. Uh, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Oh, and also, if you want to email us and, for example, talk about how awesome I sound on the radio or pff, important things like that, um, email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, which is our dedicated website with archives of the previous episodes of the show and stuff like that. After you donate to go to valleyfreeradio.org slash donate, you should absolutely go to civilpoliticsradio.com and just, you know, spend the rest of your life just listening to us, really. Yeah. Or I not. don't think we have that many archives, Mike. Yeah. Um, Does loop it? Yes, actually do loop it because I would hate to think that the rest of your life could be measured in just the life, the output of our show. <laughs> that's no, that's not so good. <clears throat> so, oh boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that uh, I've, you know, once again, Speaking made a hash. Funding? Yeah, made a hash of the studio, the station studio's finances. Uh, yeah. How about the nation's finances? Uh uh, somehow the Republican Party managed to uh, stop, you know, stop hitting yourself or threatening to hit each other, you know, or uh, however, elbowing each other, however that's working, um, to actually pass a continuing resolution, which I believe has been signed into law to keep the government open for the next few months. So that's something at least. Yeah, they're calling it a ladder. There's like two parts. Some of the stuff gets funded in January and some of it gets funded in February or it comes it, due. I should say comes due again. Which so. is just what, why would they do? Why take this big complicated, you know, like we're kicking a can down the road, but you know what's better? Kicking two cans down a road. I mean, yep. divide and conquer. It, it's a tactic. <laughs> it, it, is that the the idea? Is it divide et impera? Uh, like, w like what are the Sue? Like, like I I didn't do the homework again as usual. So, like, help me out. What, what was the what is the logic of how they broke this down? Why did they do that? 
Uh, well, the the plan, from what I understand, was to make it so. Um, well, to do it so, you know, and he had to get Democratic votes uh, right, to right. be able to do it. So who he knows being how long the current he, Speaker of the House, whose name Mike I'm Johnson. For, yeah. Mike Johnson. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows how long they're going to give him a honeymoon with this. But from what I understand, the tactic was and they didn't put any outside funding or cuts or anything in it. So it's you know, that's why it sailed through both houses. And and I guess Biden has signed it or he'll sign it tomorrow because tomorrow's the deadline. But they did it so that they could take the stuff off the table that would cause trouble. Like, you know, DOD, Department of Defense and and, you know, some other things that everybody would scream about. And then they put all the social programs to run out after that so that they could just let it run out. And then everybody could feel the pain and, you know, they could let government go off the cliff. And from what I understand, and I heard this this morning on the radio from one of the um, stations I was listening to, that my party screwed up and they put the stuff that needs to get done first, second, and the stuff that was supposed to be second, first. So they, it's basically, it's going to be really painful for the Republican Party. And, so, you know, a lot of the Republicans are angry anyway, but yet it got changed by an aide or they didn't read it, you know, because they were doing it so fast. They had it reversed from what they so, intended so, to do. So the plan was to split off all the stuff that they, that, you know, uh, the Republican base ideologically opposes and, and just hates, like feeding the poor and hungry and whatever. Uh, do that second. Yep, do, do that, that second, second so they can they can ignore it or, or more comfortably. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it got reversed. And so they all voted on a mistake and they're all angry and upset. I don't know that they're upset with him. I think he's too new. I don't think they really blame him for it, but somebody somebody put, you know, the wrong date on the wrong section. So, so we'll be back here do, doing this in January and February. So, yeah, oh, my God. Will. So That's just how you so, run a big, huge business, huh? It, Nine weeks. Um, well, <laughs> you can you can run a big, huge business that way. I don't know if you'll be successful, but you can do it. Um, <laughs> so the country is not a business. So right, sure. right. So it's even better when it's you know a sovereign nation with its own currency and nuclear arsenal. Um, hey, genre. That reminds me. Do you happen yes. to have? Do you happen to have the? Uh, <laughs> The song Yakety Sax, you know, the Benny Hill theme sort of queued up because that would be a great musical accompaniment right now. Which version? Oh, don't look back. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, they're actually two versions. I've, I've, I've actually searched this up for uh, a few, you know, side projects like um, overlaying that over a cop um, sliding down a, a slide. One time, I lost the video file, which is really oh. sad. I worked so hard on it. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh man, uh, that's too bad. Huh. Well, well. Bonk. you could use it for the House and Senate these days too, because they've they've been engaging in some sort of fisticuffs or something. Yeah, you know, it's so, been it's been really. Hard so to watch. apparently, apparently, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy just did a flying elbow into one of the people who voted to kick it. One of the Republicans who voted to kick him out as uh, Speaker. Uh, Tim Burchett. Yeah, Republican Tim Burchett. Republican of uh, Tennessee, I think. 
Yeah, East Eastern Tennessee, because I heard the guy say, that's not how, I'll show him how we do things in Eastern Tennessee. I'll tell you, you know, okay, sure. <clears throat> that's the one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's the one. And it, we we for Congressional Fight Club, that's probably appropriate. Um, oh man, Congressional Fight Club just set up a ring. Yeah. Well, and Kevin McCarthy denied it, and there was an NPR journalist interviewing Tim Burchett, and she said he like he got knocked into her. I mean, he really got hit hard, and it hurt. I, I bet he has a bruise from it. It was right in his kidneys. And um, you guys remember who Kinzinger is, right? Adam Rep- Kinzinger, no longer, yeah, 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 from Michigan, no lo- one of the two Republicans who was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have a coup. Maybe that's bad. Yeah. Mm. Well, he said. I mean, that, in the house. Uh, McCarthy, yeah. McCarthy. Now that this has come out, and everybody's saying, oh, he couldn't possibly have done that. And mm-hmm. the NPR journalist is saying, yeah, I was right there, and it was clearly Kevin, and he clearly, you know, hit him pretty hard. I couldn't see them hit because she was in front of him, but he flew into the NPR reporter so he got hit pretty hard so adam king there said yeah and mccarthy did it to me twice nobody would believe me he got me right in the right in the kidneys with a sharp is elbow it's like is he just doing it to republicans i think he's doing it to uh, yeah it's like people he doesn't like well people he feels like have done him dirty i think you know i mean he's just doing to republicans well, you know it's interesting yeah. Well, maybe the Democrats don't <laughs> complain. Who knows? The Democrats but, don't uh, yeah. talk to him. <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> Why would as, they? As little as possible. Well, <laughs> and then, um, what's the guy's name? He has two first names. Wayne. Uh, Mark Wayne. Casey? Oh, okay. Mullen. <laughs> Mark Wayne. Mark, Mark Wayne, Wayne Mullen, Mullen of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yep. MMA fighter, right? I think you guys were saying or somebody I've, told I've, me that. I've, was, I've heard that that's, that's something in his past. I, I don't know. Uh, he looks like it. If you look at him, he looks like, a, uh, you know, all, you know where they do, you can do anything, you can bite people and you can punch them and you can kick them, that kind of fighting. So he's uh, that's not he, that's not modern martial arts. Like yeah, you are not definitely MMA. not allowed to like MMA. That's like bare to, knuckle to brawling. That's fight. Oh, I'm sorry, WWE, the mixed martial arts. Yeah, the mixed. Oh, well, anyway, okay. he um he uh, he was fighting. <laughs> I don't think we're the only fighting. ones, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he he was he's been fighting online with uh, Sean O'Brien, the head of the UAW. Yeah, and um. He, they uh, they almost got into well, actually, it. He's in the head of the Teamsters, I thought. Isn't Sean that different? Fain is head of the UAW. He's not head of the Teamsters. Oh, okay. Oh, Teamsters. So the, sorry, uh, Sean O'Brien. No, no, no. He's the head of the UAW. You were Sean, right. I was Sean wrong. Fain is head of the UAW. It was not Sean Fain. It was yeah. Sean O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's the head yeah. of the Teamsters? Yeah. Okay, yes. right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So. So they've been fighting offline and it, it came to blows and they both were standing up. They were both going to go for it. It was pretty, if you got to see the, the clip, and yeah. it's so embarrassing. And Bernie well, Sanders. This is the time. This is the place and place. And we're both consenting adults. You want to go? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're both burly, big burly guys. So little tiny Bernie Sanders is sitting beside him and says, sit down. You're a U.S. Senator. And all you see is yeah. Bernie's hand. Pointing, yeah. saying, sit down, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it was it was amazing that Bernie got control of it back again. But it's so humiliating to have, this is our, you know, our Congress. 
our bicameral government, you know, they're, they're, they're acting like they declare war, right? They just, they just go for it. I mean, so it's so polarized and it's so, <laughs> it's so awful right now. Yeah. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's performative like few, posturing. I mean, they, again, again, um, who is doing all of this? I'm not really seeing a lot of like elbowing and, and, and scrums from, from the Dem side. I'm just, I just want to. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> it's, uh, you got to get with your people. So you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta talk to them. Get, the, get, get the violence down, you know, like. Well, they're all wound up and ready to go. It's really, yeah. It's sort of like people are really pitching for a fight. I don't know Jeez. why. Well, I, you know, I think, so when one thinks about violence in Congress, especially in the U.S. Senate, you know, your mind has to go back to 1864, no, 1859, I believe. Yeah, when um, that congressman from one of the one of the future Confederate states uh, came in and attacked uh, Senator Sumner of uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, with, yep. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was the one time governor of the state, and he came That's in. They built a tunnel. Yeah, Just and kidding. he. I don't know. It Sorry. might be named for that man, for all I know. Yep. I honestly don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Um, but Senator Sumner was, he beat Senator Sumner with a cane and nearly killed him. And supposedly it was because he felt that Senator Sumner had not even impugned his honor, but impugned the honor of a good friend of his, I think. <coughs> and he thought, well, all right, I'll give him a good thrashing. So he just went in and, and attacked him. And uh, Senator Sumner nearly died. And uh, the state of Massachusetts actually re-elected him and so his seat was vacant but uh he was continued to be the technical technically the senator for massachusetts for some time until he was well enough to return and um in response that congressman uh was uh you know sent all kinds of congratulatory messages and people you know sent lots of people sent him new canes to to he could hit somebody else with them and so forth yeah, that um, seems that seems right. And that's I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's a performative uh issue. And ultimately what uh I think rooted it was that Senator Sumner, I believe, was an abolitionist who was speaking, uh, you know, basically talking about uh uh slavery and how it's bad. And uh the Southerner wanted to shut him up because that's not something they wanted to hear. Now Fortunately, we don't have slavery anymore, and there, you know, there's no nobody pushing that in the U.S. that I'm aware of. But um, <clears throat> that kind of ostensibly, we don't have slavery anymore. Well, certainly, we don't have it as a as an open legal institution with federal laws requiring states to assist in returning people like, oh, this kidnap victim escaped their kidnapper, uh, you know, but you we're going to re-kidnap them and send them back and back to forced labor because that's how that that works. Um, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, because that is how it used to work. Honestly, I think one of the uh, – a friend of mine who was a historian of uh, uh, the Civil War was, was saying like – uh, like the role of the Fugitive Slave Act in radicalizing Northerners to really just 
hate the idea, the institution of slavery and sort of the influence of the Southern voting bloc uh, isn't widely enough appreciated because it's just like, I can't believe I'm seeing this kind of crap, you know, bounty hunters just dragging somebody through the streets and, you know, you know, drag, you know, throwing family, families in chains and throwing them in wagons and driving them off. And we just have to let it happen because there's a federal law saying they get to do that. Like what? Like what? So a lot of change happens because people get to see it. Yes. Um, and not just hear about it. Just like the um the civil rights movement. A yes. lot of a lot and of change Dobbs, happened because it was Dobbs, videotaped. Yep. A lot yeah, of change happened Dobbs because decision. Of, yeah. The Dobbs decision. Um people and are furious. Yep. Um George Floyd, Eric Garner. Yeah. So and, uh, like Morris, many more. Yeah. Like uh when we first started televising or like uh, um the Vietnam War, the, the way Vietnam it's something War, like uh, the desert, the Im- desert storm. Embedded journalists showed us what was actually happening, and made yeah. everybody really mad. Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about that in the second half too. I think probably. Yes, yeah, yes, we, we are. are. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, but I. So on the one hand, it this is this is a somewhat alarming development because, you know, uh, the more we're like, yeah, okay, political violence is just. You know, like, yeah, we might be doing a politics and then a fist fight will break out. You know, like, this isn't a hockey game. This is our government. And uh, when violence, you know, violence in politics uh, mixing is made okay, like, oh, you don't like someone's position? Send out, uh, you know, thugs can beat him up and that's cool. Or, you know, my supporters will fight with your supporters and scrap in the streets and whatnot. Um, you know, that that didn't turn out historically very well for the Weimar Republic or for that matter, for the Roman Republic. Uh, you know, the, uh, the collapse uh, of the Republic uh, into an empire – uh, the final straw was the dictatorship for life of Julius Caesar, but uh, and then that led to uh, Emperor Augustus becoming the first emperor, eventually. But it started a whole generation before that with uh, fights between supporters of the Gracchus brothers who were like, "Yeah, let's do land reform and and distribute more land to the peasants," and they're like, you know. They had like a, a moral calling for that, but it was also just, hey, you know what's a great way to get people on our side so we can wield more political power? We we'll promise them land. And, you know, it's it's fine. We'll screw over a lot of these other rich jerks. We don't like them, so that's great. And, you know, the rich jerks were like, well, we don't like that. We, You know, owning land is why we're rich and powerful. So, And so uh, street gangs started uh, to become a thing and private armies fighting and uh, you know, and it led to, among other things, the Gracchus brothers each separately getting murdered by an angry mob of uh, supporters of their opponents. So uh, let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> let, let's not get, get to that point. That, that's yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you get a chance to read it, I'm just starting it. I somebody gave it to me for my birthday. The um, the book by Rachel Maddow prequel. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Like you were talking about that the other day. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Man, the, we've, the, been, we've been the, here before. <laughs> she did a really great podcast covering at least some of the same material called Ultra earlier this year. 
uh, which I highly recommend. And I'm interested in reading that book too. She's written a couple of really good books. She's 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 yeah. done a lot of good stuff. But but if you think that we haven't been here before, it, like Mike was saying about history, you know, it's it's amazing what was going on in in World War Two, and the people and the you know Nazi sympathizers and. Yeah, it's it's people fear they're going to lose something, and they get really um, they uh, they hit back. And things things come around again. President Trump, former sorry, former President Trump, Dave gave a speech earlier this week uh, in which you know, and not just as an off the cuff thing, but like as a as a part of the speech that they thought about, called people like me who oppose him uh, and his policies as vermin. And he suggested, you know, uh, in, invoking the Insurrection Act. Uh, if he gets reelected, invoking the Insurrection Act on his first day and putting his political opponents in camps and things like that. So, you know, that's um, I mean, that's just fascist right there. You know, that's just yeah. yep. just just what it is. So let's not do that, <laughs> please, <laughs> my Mike, fellow you don't Americans. Really do a fascism? Vote. I don't. Sure? I don't. Because it, it's Listen, I would, easy to do. I, I know. I wouldn't want to do a fascism even if I was the going to be the one on top. And I really don't want to do one when I'm not, you know? I mean, <laughs> it, fascism is really because uh, there's a strong man, like, like a... Uh, uh, a leader that's that's very enigmatic and and very and and the people respond to them and they're very good at drawing people in and 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 rallying them up and everything. Just basically someone that's really good at talking. So. You know, please don't, because you have that power, and, and I don't want you to do a fascism. Yeah, <laughs> of the three people that are on this show, you would be able to do a fascism very well. I do look good in like I would be tight... doing a Machiavellian. Machiavellian, that's what I yeah, would yeah. be doing. I, so... <laughs> I I do look good. We're safe because I think you retired from the board this year. I so did I actually. I'm no longer on the on the board of directors. I mean, so, I, wait. So I, you're saying there's a spot open? Yes, there is. Mm. I, I I mean, I do look good in a in a in yeah. you know a tight uniform with armbands and whatnot. You know, or at least I would if I lost fifty pounds. But anyway, um, you know what's really funny? Just one more thing. When I said so, there's a so there's an opening. Then I actually did the Mr. Burns fingers like without thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ugh. Ugh. I feel dirty. Ugh. <laughs> uh welcome to the dark side dark side, son. It's a hoot. Yeah. Is that a racial thing, Mike? No. It's <laughs> a Star Wars thing. Oh yes, the, the Supreme Court uh are you know has their own special code of ethics, which they'll totally follow. Um yes. but if they don't, nothing will happen. Yeah. They just published it. It was like, oh yeah, look, this is what we're doing. It's like, really, they all signed on to it, and it's and it's 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 sort of what the regular judiciary does, you know, not the Supreme Court. There's no surprises in it at all, but it's got no enforcement. No, doesn't tell you who would who would make sure that if there was an act, whether it was legal or not. You know, there's just nothing to it. But they published it, so I guess they're feeling some pressure. I mean, some in some organizations uh, there is a a pressure for for a monetary gain and and trying to to get as much money as as they can. Isn't that right, Mike? It, there is certainly um, Valley some Free good, Radio. Some bad in some some ways that you get money is is beneficial. You know, 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I certainly don't want to stand up and, and advocate for criminal dishonesty. So let's not talk about the, the Supreme Court, uh, especially certain justices. Let's instead talk for a moment uh, as we finish our first half of the show and say, hey, uh, it's the fall fun drive for Valley Free Radio, the very radio station you're listening to. And we are a small, plucky, nonprofit uh, organization and we depend on contributions uh, from listeners like you to stay on the air. So please go to valleyfreeradio.org slash donate and make a contribution. Uh, I'm happy to say that uh, thanks to the legacy left to me by the various members of my family who've passed on before me, I'm able to make some uh, contributions uh, to help uh, incentivize that. Uh, every unique human donor who gives at least $1, I will give the station $10. And I'm also matching donations dollar for dollar. So, uh, you know, give the station a dollar, I'll give it a dollar and then 10 more. Give it a hundred dollars, I'll give it a hundred dollars and then 10 more. So please do make some donations, help us stay on the air, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Uh, and not just our our show, like even if you're not impressed with us, there's got to be other stuff uh, that you won't hear a lot of other places. Uh, we do get a lot of programming that is locally created, uh, has a lot of idiosyncrasies that are fascinating and charming and absolutely worth your time. So valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Please contribute. We need your support and we appreciate it. Thank you. And now we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, 
in the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. So it's a kind of a big night tonight. Uh, not only is it this show's uh, ninth anniversary, or close enough anyways, uh, and uh, also it's our fall fund drive. So we are uh, raising money to keep the uh, small uh, uh, independent uh, uh, radio station that we are, community low-power broadcast, uh, a nonprofit that uh, tries to reach out and get different voices from the community to uh, uh, give them uh, people an opportunity to put stuff that where you wouldn't normally hear uh, out there. So that includes shows like Civil Politics and also, uh, you know, lots of great music shows like uh, Indigenous in Music or Subculture or uh, Dark Wave or OK Asia, Drum and Bass with DJ Fife. Uh, straight to the music, nine volt heart, or uh, there's a new show actually on uh, Friday mornings at nine o'clock called Care Talk. There are a couple of doctors. They're talking about uh, medicine and dealing, you know, long term pain management and important stuff like that. Uh, so uh, welcome to the welcome to the station, gentlemen. Glad to have you with us. Nice. And, and, Care Talk with Quick and Qu- Really? Yes. Care I, I talk with quick and quack. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> That's, I like it. It's yeah, classic. yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Evan, uh, I met Evan uh, at one of our uh, board meetings, and yeah, there's a he and uh, uh, Bill uh, seem like a, a good good duo. So I'm 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 really cool, that, glad that they're decided to do it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's a little different. Office city. Yeah, I don't think they they're willing to diagnose problems over the air though, the way that you know the click and clack did with cars, because you know it's different. Because legal, yeah, uh, that too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, so uh, uh, valleyfreeradio.org/slash/donate. Please make a donation. Uh, I am doing a, a matching grant thing. So if you give uh, for each donor to the station who gives at least a dollar, I'm giving $10 and I'm also matching dollar for dollar donations. So give the station 50 bucks. I'll give it 50 plus another 10. So 60, that kind of thing. So please make a donation for whatever you can. It is tax deductible. Valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Um, oh, and actually just a quick mention, uh, coming in the new year, I believe the show will be on January 5th, uh, Civil Politics is going to move to an earlier time slot. We're going to move to 6 p.m. on Friday. So be right after Democracy Now!, which is another reason to listen to us because it's one of the few places we broadcast it over the air. So please do. Um, yeah, so moving from earnest and hopeful community radio in, um, you know, a, a lovely and 
a prosperous and peaceful place like the Pioneer Valley, you know, with all the, the, the problems and issues and whatnot that we have going on here, obviously, no place is perfect, but, you know, um, it's a pretty good place to live um, and certainly uh, has the distinct advantage of uh, nobody from the Israeli military is dropping bombs anywhere around us. So that- I like that. I, yeah. I enjoy that about this place. The 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 lack of bombardment by any nation is uh sadly not something we should take for granted because uh you know as as we're seeing in several places around the world uh it just is a thing that can happen. Hey, you know what? So, no. We have multiple hospitals in the area that have not been bombed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a we don't have any refugee camps, though, which are always an attractive well, thing to bomb. It's true. Um, I don't know yeah. if that's like a positive or negative. I don't. I mean, we do have refugees here, you know. I, so I maybe I shouldn't say that on the air because I, I bet the IDF is listening. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm not a, I, I'm not a fan of the IDF. I got to say at the moment, but you know, I, I, yeah. Uh, I actually do think that Massachusetts uh, should take the lead in this country, and I think we should push to like have more. I think we should really make an effort to open our doors to people who are, for example, living in Gaza, who are, uh, you know, some of them may just would rather say, you know, screw this noise. I'd like to just pick up sticks and move to the United States, become an American, you know? I don't know. Maybe none of them, but I think we should offer them. Go ahead. Sorry. Maura Healy, our governor? Yeah, she just, um, she asked to put a cap on how many families we could take because a state like New York City and other places have run out of money for folks that are, you know, coming here to wait out their time for their hearing. You know, they're they're here on, um, you know, know, protected status. Asylum or we, you know, here's the seekers. Yeah, we we're the richest nation in the history of the human species. We could make this happen if we wanted to. Uh, and Massachusetts is one of the richest states in the richest nation in the history of the human species. I think uh, they've gone through all the housing that they they could that they could turn well, up. I, I we we could build some more, we could figure something out. Uh I just uh, you know, I think we could make an effort and uh people are sooner. They're sooner to try and I, open it up again. <laughs> Because we, we're a um, guaranteed shelter state, good. like Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and this is just one of my, this is just one of my personal things. But I just, you know, like I, I see f- photos and hear stories out of Gaza of just people, you know, pe- people dying, families being killed, and I just think, you know, like we should. We could do better. We we could do better. We should offer to help them because, uh, you know, I mean. Uh, we should offer to help them. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> we should offer the, we should one, stop, uh, use our, our wealth and power to stop Israel from, you know, cl- like clearing them out, let's say. Uh, and we should also offer our financial assistance to the people of Gaza to help rebuild and um, to make themselves self-sufficient. Uh, and if some of them want to emigrate to the United States, that's always an option. But we have the resources to uh, help them rebuild the 
the decimated uh, yeah. areas of their city um, and their 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 area, their land, you know, uh, their territory. Yeah, their territory. Um, and we also have the ability to p- put some pressure on the aggressor. Yeah, I said it. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, to, like we have, we have, um, so the, like we can get, we're getting into the thick of it now, but we have some, we have some power over the, over the people that are over the Israelis, um, yeah, over do. the Israelis. Like we, we can say like you, you're not getting any more money or any more weapons until you pull out or stop using white phosphorus. Yeah, you know, uh, like stop doing the war crimes, and we'll give you we'll give you some more money again. He like the thing that I really just find very difficult to uh, process about the way what's happening is is appalling. Uh, I think even the people who are pro-Israel who are like, no, Israel should, you know, bomb as long as they need to in order to root out Hamas. You know, like, I, I like I can't imagine that anybody's seeing like photos of dead children and thinking, well, that's fine because it's not. Obviously. They're out of water as of t- the Thursday right. this week. Mm-hmm. Right. And the hospitals are out of power and out of supplies. Yeah, they got um, like 30 preemies in the, in the hospital there that died premature yeah, babies there's 100 yeah. 120 30 have died 49 a lot of people couldn't leave that hospital like the the, the healthcare workers wouldn't leave the hospital because they had premature yeah. babies in um in the ICU in, in the ward and they were running out of power to run those things right yeah. and those babies need to be incubated because exactly. they're, they're they're too young they put them in tin foil and put them all together to keep each other warm yeah jeez you know we were talking last week, yeah. Berlin Airlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were Berlin talking about the, the Operation Airlift. Yeah, yeah, that we could do that. We could just tell Israel, do not shoot our planes down, and we're dropping food and water. Well, and one reason why people are starving. Well, one reason why it's hard to do that, though, is the Berlin Airlift was flying in and out of an airport, and Gaza's airport was torn up by Israel back in 2006 or seven. Well, you wouldn't say? land. No, we didn't land. We we dropped it. It was an airlift. We dropped it over the no, other the, part of we, we absolutely were landing planes in the part of Berlin, as I, re, as I recall. Yeah, but, but not in the part where we're dropping the food and water because they'd, they'd shut us out. The Russians, they closed off, uh, you know, east from west. I think we either. Dropped, we dropped food and water. But anyway, yeah. we could do it. And we should do it because if we actually care about Palestinians who are not Hamas, you know, Food and water. Just, you know, do it. What's wrong with us? Well, I, 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 I think what's, what's wrong with the whole, the whole way, uh, sorry, like this is, uh, I'm sort of backing into this, but this is actually one of the things I think is, it's useful for us as people who don't have a political office or, you know, any particular power or influence. But I think one of the things we can talk, we can do is maybe help people think about the way this is covered a lot in the media and the way the public discussion goes. So I think one of yes. the things one of the things that's worth considering is uh you know there's sort of this this knee-jerk framework of like innocent civilians and you know uh uh you know 
uh, defense, you know, like innocent children and so forth. And, you know, talking about like killing women and children. And it's like, look, it's bad when it's it, it, like, it's bad when women are killed. It's bad when children are killed, but it's bad when men are killed. It's people being killed is the problem. Like, uh, I, I know like the idea of like women are more to be protected or whatever. Like I, I understand the, how that feels emotionally, uh, but it's still, you know, just killing people's bad. And so I don't want, we, I don't think we should do it, but just the idea of like, you know, oh, the deaths of thousands of innocent Palestinian children, like, are there guilty Palestinian children, you know, like that it's okay to kill? Cause, cause I'd, yeah, exactly. There aren't any. So, um, <clears throat> so that whole sort of way of talking about it. I think sort of misses a more fundamental thing, which is, um, well, whether or not you want to be okay with the idea, whether or not you want to agree with them, Israel is characterizing this as they are at war with Hamas and they are acting like they're in a war, you know, because they're sending soldiers in and they're launching missiles and bombs and, you know, they're, they're fighting like they're in a war, however else you want to, you want to put that. And I there's a famous quote that I keep coming back to, and I think I've mentioned it on the show before, uh, that William Tecumseh Sherman uh, famously wrote down in uh, during the Civil War, war is cruelty and you cannot refine it. And if you're thinking like, we are in a war, and so you've made that transition, you've accepted that that is what you are doing and that is the situation you're in, and so war behavior is appropriate behavior, then, you know, blowing up, uh, blowing up a building full of enemies and some of them aren't our, our kids, that sucks. But I mean, that's something we did during World War II, you know, like not every German or Japanese or Italian person that, you know, an American bomb dropped on uh, from a B-29 was an adult who was committed to fascism, you know, like they just weren't. And it's horrible. It sucks. Um, but I, I, I got to say, you know, f fighting the Nazis uh, and, the, you know, the the ravenous uh, and bloodthirsty Jap Japanese state with it, you know, conducting genocide in China, for example, I, you know, like, I don't think that was the wrong thing to do. Like, I don't want to be like, yay, war. But I mean, you know. We weren't the worst side in that war, which is saying something. Um, so I don't know if that's more precision. Well, precision I mean, weapons we, now too, though it, it totally They're does precision make it, weapons now. War isn't the same now as it was in the 1940s, for sure. But you know, we didn't have murder factories, and the the, the Germans did. So I mean, you know, I think I think we can I think we can claim uh, a bit of moral high ground there. But regardless. Like once you decide it's a war and we're fighting it, then all kinds of atrocities are just part of what you do. I mean, shooting a whole bunch of guys in uniform who are shooting back at you is still shooting and killing a whole bunch of human beings. And that's still bad. You know, it just may not be maybe a reluctant necessity and maybe we'll agree with it. Like I agree with the Ukrainians fighting the Russians who are invading their country. It's still awful. Me too. Like every every dead Russian soldier is a tragedy. They're still people. 
they their lives still matter. But I understand why the Ukrainians are doing it, and I'm it sucks. But I mean, I I support them because the alternative is letting the Ukrainians die, leaving them to be overwhelmed and killed, which is not acceptable. So so when is Israeli settlers? Yeah, take I land don't, in the West Bank. Is that also the same thing as what the Russians are doing? I think so. Yes. So, genre, please. Uh, I just I wanted to lay this out. So, like, <clears throat> um, when we talk about all of this, I think uh, there are a lot of people who are they're you know they're basically like Israel's at war, and I'm supporting Israel. Well. Sure. But I like they're accepting Israel saying we're at war. They're like, yes, Israel is in a war. I agree. And I'm with them. So, you know, we regret the deaths, but, you know, that's what happens in war, uh, yeah. you know, which is kind of what General Sherman said to the mayor of Atlanta when he said, please don't invade the city. We've got defenseless people here. And he's like, hey, you shouldn't have in- rebelled against the United States to uphold slavery. Sucks to be you. If you surrender, <laughs> you know, it's over. Oh, you won't? Well, then tough noogies. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. um, please. Uh, so that, that's my two cents or four or five cents. Um, please tell me what you guys think. John, you, for example, you don't, you don't think we should just accept Israel's statement that it's a war? No. Okay. It, because one, the language is important. Uh, lang- language, yes. the, mm-hmm. the words that we use the the way that we <coughs> use language is important and when you say war war has a certain definition and it has a certain cultural connotation a war when you say we're at war with this person with this other country organization something like that it mm-hmm. it it has this sense of an an equitable fight this is the hmm. you are attacking someone that has the ability to attack you just as much. That's hmm. what when you say war, when we say we are at war with um when we when we talk about the world war or the Korean War or the Viet or Vietnam, like in those uh conflicts, they're the I mean, maybe not like even Vietnam, like neither Vietnam nor Korea were formally speaking wars, according to the United States. No declaration of war was made. What I'm saying is like a a one one. I don't like saying war in terms of a sovereign nation against a group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's be honest. It, Palestine and the Palestinians, they, they are not a sovereign nation, no matter what you want to ta- talk about it. The Especially the, the enclave be. of that's – a, that's a fair point, the whole two-state yeah, solution. Be, but they aren't. But, they but also yep. – well, and, and accepting that, just remember, uh, the Gaza Strip is just this narrow strip of land controlled by one faction – Exactly. Of, of the Palestinian political spectrum. Yes. You know, Hamas sucks, but I mean, they're yes. also, even if you legitimize them, they're still only part of that picture. Yes. And, I, and yes, we shouldn't exactly. legitimize them. They, they're terrible. They, Hamas has been um, in political control 
basically of of the Gaza Strip. The problem is that they were is voted in at, in into control in like the the early aughts. 2006. Yeah, exactly. There has not been a vote afterwards. But going back to what I was saying, when you say war, you you when when you say war to an average person, they think an equitable fight. This is not an equitable fight. And when we say Israel has a right to defend itself, this is true. The thing is, at what point does it stop being defense? That that is a that is that is a totally the the relevant when, question. When does it stop yeah. in defense? Because they they've dropped more bombs on that small area than we dropped on Afghanistan. Wow, like that in the is whole a fact there over the whole ten, twenty years we were there, yes. or just like yes, holy crap! There are over there have been over ten thousand people die that have died that yeah. have killed. And the thing is that I mean, we were talking we were we were talking about like hospitals and refugee camps being bombed because there might have been some Hamas people there. That we had good intel that Hamas was was there. Well, hey, you have one of the best trained um, fi- uh, armies in the world. People send their people to your country to train, and you can't send a squad of guys in there. You, you well, to, to be place? to be fair to Israel, they have sent soldiers into hospitals, but yeah, after bombing, after and, bombing, well, and, well, they, and even sending in soldiers, neighborhood, right, and yeah, even sending in soldiers, first. you know, like a firefight between two sides with automatic weapons, a lot of bullets fly around, and a lot of people who are just trying to keep their heads down are going to get shot anyways. It's true. So yeah, but, and that's it's, what we have to think about when we think about. And the, and this is what I'm saying, like the amount of people that have died, the amount of people that have been killed, the and the 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 way that the that Hamas, the organization which screw them, just want to yeah. say I'm talking on behalf of the Palestinian people, like the people that are just there that yeah. are trying to just live, you know, yep. half mm-hmm. of which, half of which, are people under eighteen. Uh huh. It's, who didn't who didn't get a vote in 2006 and by the way most of them were, were alive then right oh and by the way when Hamas won that election it was a first past the post election they just got the largest plurality yeah. they didn't win a majority and so. and honestly like when you live in an open air prison which is you know which many people describe it as um and you say okay you're gonna pick your leaders after the guards and the organization controlling the prison just keep hammering at you and hammering at you who are you going to vote for you're gonna you're mad and you don't have any control you're gonna vote for the people that say we're going to do this plus honestly they the palestinians the Palestinian people back in in that time they were mostly like trying to do peaceful like get to a peaceful resolution hamas actually like killed that yeah in the process and you said it was first past the post it's because they got enough people to vote and to get together to kill the process and part of it was through propaganda it's they're well, a terrible and, organization and, and a lot of it was people and protests and a lot of it was protest votes against the fatah which is you know yasser arafat's old faction exactly, and they were like they were like yeah either. they were like well exactly they were like wow these guys are a bunch of corrupt cronies you know it's like hey our great hope is 
you know, our yeah. great hope is the Winter Hill Gang run by the Bulger Brothers. Like, uh, so are there I, other people we could vote for? <laughs> Please. So, what, what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm really saying is like this is not. I say this is not a war because this is more like an extermination. They want people out of that land. They've always wanted that land, and now people are leaving. Yeah, people are dying, and for how many people that are that are bombing israel how yeah what how many people have to die how many people have to die and if you just actually fed people let them live lives let them choose who, how how they want to live then this sort of thing wouldn't happen Biden did say the two state solution. If you just if they if they didn't keep putting two states. if they didn't keep putting um settlements if they didn't keep pushing the the boundary and if they they actually like lifted the blockade and actually tried to work with the people there. It's yeah. it's maddening. It's maddening well, to me. And and Sue, you're right to bring up the two state solution and genre. Yeah, cuz like the Likud party, controlled by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, they oppose the two-state solution. That's a big part of the problem right there. It's like they've, yeah. they've worked against it. So, Oh, man. Well, Biden did say it's not over there were, the two-state solution. There were thousands of soldiers that were going to not show up for duty before, before this conflict happened because they were mad at the government for basically relieving all their their rights but now they now everybody's into it because you know obviously but anyway sorry it oh man there's so much sucks i'm just gonna say that there's so much more to talk about here um and you know all of i i think i speak for the three of us when we just say our hearts bleed to see all these all these people suffering and we just want the suffering to stop yes you know that's why humanitarian pause, ceasefire, whatever you want to call it, please let's let's start with saving some lives. But, uh, and on that cheerful note, uh, we got to wrap up. Yeah, so uh, it is still our fun drive. Please support ValleyFreeRadio.org/slash/donate. Help us stay on the air. Take advantage of the matching grant. Uh, dollar for dollar plus a $10 uh, extra sweetener for per uh, donor to the station uh, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate please do contribute coming up next is subculture followed by table of contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight um, that's going to do it for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio um, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate please do make your tax deductible contribution and help us out and remember January 5th, we are going to be on at 6 p.m. Friday yep. nights, an yep. hour early. Woohoo! All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And um, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.